What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Hey, Ruben, a Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease. Ease.com, promo code HAM. EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. And by Sleep Number. Oh, we love Sleep Number. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Biggest sale of the season. And by Legacy Box. We love Legacy Box, too. Legacybox.com slash ham. 40% off, baby. Now to the segment. I was watching Mayock on Sunday wondering, is Mike losing sleep these days? Because yes. he finally snapped. And we talked about this on the last podcast when everybody on Twitter was going, oh, see, all you guys out there making too much of this story. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's over now. It's the last thing. Hey, and it couldn't got go. an agenda. It, could, it couldn't go. When did they play, John? That Th- wasn't three weeks ago. It was Thursday. 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 It was Thursday. And Thursday, everyone was like, oh, see, see, Sunday, which is Friday, Saturday, three days after Thursday, it was a problem again. You know what's funny is I uh, when I was just you know putting together the show really just write, I just wrote like Mayock I didn't even need to write anything else I flipped <laughs> on at about ten fifteen our friends uh, John Lund and Greg Papa I don't know if you ever heard of them yeah. they have the number one show in the Bay Area they had Joe Tessitore on because Papa's down oh. in Denver uh, he might already be a mile uh, you know I don't know if it's called Mile High wherever he is and Tessitore was sitting right next to him in Vesco I think yeah and right? he asked him like. Well, you just called their game three nights ago. What were they like? And he's like, it was like a sigh of relief because Antonio was there. He was dressed out. It was it was sunshine and rose. I mean, it was perfect. He's like, I, I would have said that they had gotten over the hump and everything was good. And I think that's what we saw yesterday, which clearly, guy, is one of the great, and I mean great, 39-second clips we've ever seen from a general manager mid-training camp. Something dramatically changed the last couple days, and this guy, and when I say this guy, Mike Mayock, has had fucking enough of it, because you don't need to know Mike Mayock personally to know the way he thinks about football. You've been watching him for years on the Combine and on NFL Network talk about the type player he likes, and you'd say the number one type player he can't stand 
or all the fluffy fake NBA type bullshit, which Antonio, it's the stuff he hates. He always went out of his way to be like, you know, this guy's a really good player, but it's not really my type guy. Who, who did he always hang his hat on? Like Khalil Mack. He was like, yeah, cl- something about Clowney is off for me. I want Khalil. It was always the best play. It's not like he liked overachiever, like not good players. He liked good players, but he was big on character. And he would always be pretty open about like, I don't necessarily know these guys personally, but I do a lot of background work and I have to be comfortable. Like his rankings factored in kind of at all. That's why we always thought this guy is going to be able to transition because he's not just your booger eater draft Nick sitting in his mom's basement. This guy's doing well, he actually work. treated it as if I'm the GM, would I make this decision? Because the way he talked when he got in front of all those reporters and the most underrated part about Tafer's video, who he tweeted out and I checked, a million views. <laughs> I mean, uh, is Bear's face when he realizes what he's kind of saying. Like, this is fucking nuts. And it was awesome. But to me, Mayock, and this is why most people bet on Mayock, is I. it came very natural for him. He just talked like he talks. He's a no-fluff, no-bullshit guy. And I think he snapped yesterday. But he snapped in a way where he still held it together. Like, you couldn't quite see. But he was so goddamn mad yesterday because of what it represents. Like, I watched the golf tournament yesterday. Golf's an individual sport. Baseball now. I mean, it's kind of a, it's always been this way, but probably never more than it is now. Never been less of a team game, like a bunch of individuals. Like, football still is the ultimate team game. You score a touchdown, everyone celebrates it on the field. All defensive guys run to the ball. Like, it's a, it's a group effort. And his comment of the 89 guys that are giving us everything they have, and Gruden's on their ass, and this guy just comes and goes as he pleases. After we gave him a $30 million bump that every team in the league refused to give him, is basically what it's become is a fuck you to them. Like, th- this is now a fuck you to us. Like, that's what Antonio Brown, he's sticking the middle finger. It, it feels like this isn't even about the helmet anymore. It's, it's, they gave him $30 million, guy, a signing bonus the moment he signed with the Raiders only because they were, the, or they were the only team willing to do this. And this is how he treats them? Especially as Mike says, we did everything possible to help them. It's not like we were on the other side, but it's over now. They, they have ruled. You're not in the right, Antonio. They're not changing it. So, and I see Raider fans, they keep changing the rules on him. He's the only guy that even has this problem. Exactly. So it's like, I, I saw I, a great, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing while you're talking. Cause I'm watching the video again. And it's around the uh, 16 second mark where Scott bear realizes, Oh shit. This is good. This is gold. This is good stuff here. This is gold. Uh, Scott Barrow looks fantastic, by the way. But he lost uh, some lbs. Looks good. You're right. But um, I, did you see Orlovsky's tweet about this? Probably. He said this I mean, is I like should... walking into. He's like this is like walking into Verizon with a flip phone. Oh yeah. And being like, uh, it doesn't have Instagram on it. And the response is yes. You have an old model. It doesn't. The rules of the, the the games change. You need a, you need upgrade. You need some. You need the new one. He tweeted it better than I'm repeating it. It's like, what are we, we'll get to Rosenhaus in a second, but you're right. It's not just that they traded for him. It's not, I think it's, they paid him. We gave you this blind faith and probably in Mayock's mind against our better judgment, right? This is exactly what Mayock was afraid was going to happen because it happens a lot with AB, whatever it is. The other thing is, I wonder if part of what makes Mike angry is kind of what I think, which is, I think when week one starts, he's going to be there. 
It's like, bro, so you are, are you you really gonna are you really gonna miss a game? Not that he wants him to miss a game, but part of him's like, part of him must be thinking, if you really are this mad, you better be willing to miss games. Because if you're skipping out on what builds a team here, which is our camp, but then when it's time for the games to show up, you're just gonna play no matter what happens. Which I'm sure is like I think See, he's gonna. I don't think he's missing a game. Yeah, but I, I don't think anyone thinks that. I think why Mike snapped, and he kind of mentioned this in Peter King's article that I think Peter was at camp on like Saturday, and th- he wrote this when they were on good terms. Like part of AB is he's so good that he's got them by the balls. Like they they wouldn't right. let. How many guys on the Raiders team could pull this off without them cutting him? The three first round picks, Derek and Antonio. Like. The other 85 guys, they would cut. They would cut, guy, or trade. So he has them by the balls. And I think the other element of this is, if you could go back to when they made the trade, and let's say they were in a room, it was Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator, Gruden, Mayock, maybe, I don't know if Mayock really had a right-hand guy then, but just a group of three or four people. And you said, what do you, do you want Antonio? We know for a fact Gruden's hand went fucking sky high. I am pretty confident. I don't know this factually, but I know enough people that are really close to Mike. I obviously, like most fans, have watched all of his work for the last 15 years. I'm pretty confident that he would not raise his hand. And so I don't think he ever wanted Antonio. Now, is it somewhat stomachable when you're like, well, we're only giving him a third-round pick? Maybe because, and he was a big reason why, they didn't give up much. But they did pay him. And then they paid him $30 million extra after he was already making a lot. It's like, well, you know, Antonio's only making 12 and most of the top receivers were making 18. Guy, he was making 19! He was making a shitload. He wanted to double down. Like, you you want me, Raiders? And it's why he said to the Bills, you gotta pay me. So now they're in a position where they paid him all this cash, they can't cut him, not because they care that much about the third round pick, because this year, it'd be $30 million in dead cap. I'd even argue next year, even if the cap goes up to, let's say, $200 million, the cap number for them to cut them next year is $15 million. So that is, you know, it's like 7.5% of their cap. You don't want to just throw that away, especially when the guy's good enough. But that, that's the other problem. He's so fucking good, you can't get rid of him. You're not just going to trade him. And let's call it what it is. Let's say they wanted to trade him today. Like they were open to trading him. What would they get? Like a sixth? I mean, it, it would be, they would just get nothing. So they're, they're fucked. He, Antonio has Mayock and Gruden by the balls. And really no other player does. Because like Rodney Hudson and Derek, they would never act like that. So they would never be a problem. Even Trent Brown, like Trent Brown went to New England and got along fine. Like he's kind of a bad look by Kyle, to be honest with you. Now it's all worked out a little bit. But the point is like Trent Brown's been pretty seamless, right? The, the, the 49ers basically said, yeah, he's, we don't bet on this guy. And Trent Brown's made them kind of look stupid. Now, you can argue it wasn't a scheme fit or whatever, but he's had no issues. The Raiders have had no issue. Their only issue is like, God, is Jonathan Abram ever going to shut up? That's the worst thing they have going on. John, did you, if it wasn't for Antonio Brown, would you know there was a, this helmet rule even existed? Like, no, it's never I, come up with anyone. No, it didn't come up. Because it, no one would even care, right? If, if Florio just had a deal, let's say over the summer, the NFL made everyone change helmets, I don't even think we'd think about it that long. I don't, it wouldn't even get clicked on. Here's the other thing. I, wonder, I, I don't, like, if I don't remember team. reading or even hearing about it. And again, not like I'm like reading about helmets often, but you would think like Peter King or someone would have written about it, right, over 
the last year. Maybe, maybe I, not. You would think, but I mean, it's like writing about the knee pad rule if nobody says anything about it. Like, if no one cares, then no one cares. Yeah, if the players anyone, don't care, I don't care, think then... anyone cares. Even the players that you can, quote you unquote, could... care, they obviously didn't care that much, right? Yeah, you. Yeah, right. You could also argue that wearing a helmet. Because I saw one thing. The what? What the helmet? The 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 V I C I S Vickies or however you pronounce that helmet name. That a lot of guys wear. Is that different than the Appar- air shuttle? It's different than the air shuttle. Yeah. Uh, that that helmet apparently the studies show it thirty it it prevents concussions or protects your head thirty to forty percent better. However, they measure that. You could argue if I'm a coach, even if there wasn't a rule, I would insist all my players wear helmets that protect them as well as possible because I don't want guys missing games with concussions that are preventable. Well, Antonio's got a concussion before. One. Two, you're right. Let's say the the air shuttle, whatever Antonio wants on the thing that they keep failing, you know, you have like a 12% chance to avoid concussion on X the, the main hit, where these are close to 40-50%. From a coach's perspective, especially if it's your best player, like in this instance it is with Antonio, wouldn't I want him to be way less likely to get a concussion when he's going over the middle and he's getting tackled all the time? It's just basic, quote-unquote, concussion protocol before a concussion happens, right? It's just like, I want to avoid those the best I can. And he is freaking out about this. Like, clearly, when Mayock spoke yesterday, to me, it's pretty. he just has temper tantrums over this. He just storms out. And it's like into over something so stupid. Like I, I would understand if this kept happening. Like he kept he kept leaving. Let's say over like a suspension. Let's say he had a two game suspension coming up because they found something in his body, and he was adamant it didn't happen. And I was like, this guy's really passionate about it. I would understand. That's just not the case here, right? Like everyone on the field, all eighty nine guys, are wearing just helmets that he doesn't want to wear. Now I think he would tell you, they ain't fucking as good as me. And that's what Mayock would tell you. That's why I never want it, because I don't want guys with that mindset. They're a pain in the ass. But, but John, the Raiders can't help him with that. So him missing practice because the helmet, he's punishing the Raiders for something they have no control over. And you said something on the last podcast, I think, that I think now we have to say it turned out to be correct, which is even if it wasn't for the foot issue, he would have been missing practice with the helmet issue. I had a couple people and, tweet me that. It's pretty clear that the – it was probably well, more pretty helmet clear. than the feet, right? Yeah, it, well, it's absolutely. It's not pretty clear. It's absolutely crystal clear that you were right about that. That he left for the week so, for the helmet more than the feet. Yes, because I like do think said, he, I he, do think he did get his feet lasered maybe the day of that he left. But then he okay, was gone the but week. The, but this was, it was more about the helmet, and we and it was and we pretended like it was about the feet. But here's the thing: unlike a temper tantrum that everyone calms down and we talk it out, it's resolved. It's an issue again. The second that helmet didn't get passed, it's a problem again. Because you're just back to square one. Right, which is the, like it's one thing if you deal with somebody who, who throws a fit and then you talk it out and everything's cool. But the worst is you settle everything. You think you're in a good place. We're all good. We're all good. We've moved past it. Just imagine having a friend or a girlfriend or a wife or whatever where – you say we're good, and then a week later, the same argument happens again. Part of you is just pissed that you're, why are we having this argument again? That's what I'd be pissed. Why are we having the same argument? I thought we talked about this. Everybody was on the same page. Logic. We're settled. And now you're gone? Well, I think it happens, guy, with a lot of little kids. It used to happen a lot with me when I was a little kid. Sure. I'd freak out. I'd throw a tantrum. I, they'd let me cry. They'd, put me, they'd send me to my room or whatever. And then, like, the next day, I'd be like, it's just kind of over. Like, I was wrong, whatever. You know, you're 8, 9, 10, 12. It just happens with little kids, 
this and it just kind of ends you realize you're wrong now you may do it again but you probably stop yourself the second time because you know you you don't want to get in trouble again like this is a revolving door this notion and I'm glad that it got cleared up this morning when he's like he's at practice and everyone's like well they they're not having practice they had a meeting so they have practice maybe tomorrow what what fucking helmets he wearing because he can't practice the 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 equipment guy can't let him on the field because I I can't even, we're so far away now. Did Peter King or someone wrote it? The way it was written is that it's on the league. They will get in trouble. They can't the let team. him go on the field. So the team. It's on the, it's on the team. It's on the team. So the team then, Gruden is not an equipment man, puts it on the equipment man to make sure that happens. So he's feeling a lot of pressure. And I, I just don't know how this is solved because they can't fucking find a helmet. And he refuses. And I think that's the whole, the, the most basic level of Mayock's anger is he refuses to wear the normal helmet that everyone on the fucking field is wearing. Like that What did he wear during warm-ups on Thursday? Probably just the old air shuttle. I don't think they had passed it yet, remember? Failed it. Or failed it yet. And he wasn't playing in the game, so it didn't necessarily matter. So maybe they gave him a little grace period. Again, I'm assuming that. My, my, I asked you this, though, before we started recording. And I, I don't know the answer. And I, I don't know if we... Maybe Hard Knocks lets us know. Do you think, or did it cross your mind, that Mayock, and when I say this is going to sound bad, I don't necessarily mean it in a bad way, That, but he just took it upon himself. Did he go rogue yesterday? Did he ask Gruden before they came out on the field? Because it did feel like when he talked to him, it was mid-practice, right? It wasn't It wasn't like all the players were around. Like There was practice going on. You could hear it in the background. Did he tell Gruden, like, I'm just going to talk to these guys, just right. try to squash it, or did he just go... I'm so goddamn mad right now. Bear, uh, Vic, all the rest of your crew, let's go over here in the corner. I, I got something to say really quick. Yeah, was it... Because that's how you speak with Antonio. Was it a predetermined through. message to him through the media, or did Mayock just say what he was thinking without Gruden being cool with him? With the team, right? Because when you talk and you're the coach or the GM, it's the team is taking the stand. And then Gruden sees it after, loves it, and they tweet it out. <laughs> Because clearly, yeah, so, clearly Gruden was all on board once he found out he did it if he didn't know. I, my, I, my guess I would is he be would su- know. I would be surprised if Mayock did that and Gruden didn't know ahead of time that Mayock was going to basically, not basically, he said, didn't he say draw a line in the sand? You're either in or you're out. So we'll say that's drawing a line. I'd be surprised if Gruden was shocked by the information that Mayock said you're either in or you're out. I was uh, flipping channels yesterday and Hard Knocks was on HBO. And I kind of noticed this the first couple episodes, but it really hit me. Do you, do you notice where Mike sits in the personnel meetings? What do you like to the side? Uh, in the table. Well, he sits right at the right next to Gruden and Paul, yeah. like right with the. That's usually not where the GM sits. Usually the GM sit would be on the side. Like that's a coaching meeting. Oh, oh, you mean like in the? On, he'd sit like not on the table, but like in a chair along the wall. Or yeah, something? it's just you because you're just. It's a coach. You know, it's, they're setting up practice and shit. I I don't think many GMs would just. Like when I was in Philly, Andy, all the coaches sit right there, and you just Howie would sit on the side. Now again, if you're having a one-on-one meeting with them or something, but that's it's kind of coaching time. Mike is just Mike's like all in on the team. Mike just feels like he's a member of the squad, and I'm saying this in a good way. So I, I would doubt he would go rogue. The simple fact that I think being a teammate with John means a lot to him, like trying to do this together. But maybe he knows John now well enough that knows John would kind of like it. Maybe they've been talking about it, like, fuck, 
one of us has to play a really bad cop because I can't blast him because I'm going to need him. And, and Mike doesn't necessarily care either because he's like, I never wanted him in the first place. So screw him. Yeah, I uh, so I, I had that thought about the good cop, bad cop thing. And then the more I think about it, does Gruden want to play good cop? Like, I think he wants to sometimes be bad cop too. I'd be surprised if it was like a you take one side and I'll have his back. Well, I think when you're the head coach, New England's unique about this because everyone's like, well, he can cut me at any moment. <laughs> Most teams don't mind having the general manager or being, having the coach being able to be like, well, I, he sets the salary, even though that's 100% false. Like Pete Carroll, and this is where I give the Seattle guys credit, like he flipped off Pete. Like, they didn't flip off John Schneider. They, they, they know Pete, like, well, I'm not in charge of the roster. Like, bullshit, Pete. Bullshit. <laughs> Remember when John Dorsey cut Jeremy Macklin, like, in the middle of summer? It was really weird. And he got fired a little later. And it was just, it was just yeah. really weird. Well, Andy still went to Macklin's wedding. You know? Like, M- Macklin looked at Andy like, now, I'm not saying that Andy, he, he's just a big part of the roster. Like, the roster's not getting done without these, especially these coaches making seven, eight, nine million dollars. People don't get cut without their knowledge. Now, maybe they don't care. Like, they're indifferent on a player here or there. But for the most part, Earl Thomas flipped off Pete because he knew Pete was lying to him. So, Antonio, I don't know if Antonio's smart enough to figure this out. But he would be smart enough to see through. Like he's no, he knows Gruden's in charge, right? That's what I'm saying. Is anybody like? It's not like Gruden has been. Gruden has been supportive, but he also has said a few things that have been urgent when it comes to AB. To put it to, I mean, that'd be the mildest way to put well, it, right? I, w- he has wouldn't Antonio in this ordeal just test any man's patience, let alone two impatient alphas? Like, I'll give Mayock and Gruden credit on this one. Even Mayock yesterday, it wasn't that crazy. Like, he could have been 50 times worse. I thought he still held it together for being super mad. You know, because clearly he was fucking pissed. But he held it together. Is they've still been pretty... Pretty thoughtful about the way they've attacked this because they know how sensitive the player is. And and at the end of the day, and this gets back to what Mayock said to Peter King, he's our best player. Well, at the end of the day, John, they got him knowing you have to manipulate things. You have to handle them a certain way. So if you're not going to handle them that way, then what's the point of getting them? Well, they're, they're, if you're not willing to handle them that way. The guy, their only chance of being competitive is if a, Antonio has 90-plus catches. Because I was thinking about that yesterday when everyone's like, should they just cut him? Well, one, financially, that'd be a disaster. You, you do that, you get laughed at. Like, that's a, that's a clown show operation to cut him. So you got to figure out a way to make it work. And, and two is, they're dependent on this human playing well. Like, part of this move as they tried to... They went out and got the best wide receiver in the league. So, when you watch that Thursday night game, which was actually a Monday night game, but with the Monday night crew, Tyrell Williams caught that sweet pass. Well, it's, it's one thing to do it against the Cardinals. Can you imagine if Tyrell Williams has to be their one for 16 games? That's a big difference than being the two. And Josh Jacobs then, like, you start loading the box against him instead of having 84 out there, too. They are dependent on this human to try to win games. Probably more than any other player on their team besides Derek. And they don't have to worry about Derek anything like this. So it's just, he's a pain in their ass. But there is there a team that's more dependent on one player non-quarterback than the Raiders are on Antonio to even attempt to win? Like, the Bears can win games without Khalil Mack. The Rams could win games without without Aaron Donald. I, Honestly, I don't think the Kittle, Ra- Kittle comes to mind for the Niners offense. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the Raiders could really function if Antonio, if they don't have Antonio with this roster given the way they are going to want to play. 
because they're going to want to throw deep. They're going to want to fucking score points. Giants offense, no Saquon. Yeah, that'd be a disaster. Probably be the same thing. It's a little different because we know Saquon fits in that offense. Like, I, Are we sure, Antonio? I just know Antonio can play. Well, isn't that the other fundamental part of this, too, for Mayock and Gruden? Which is like, you haven't. it's not like you were on this team last year. How many catches, how many passes have you caught from Derek Carr? And it's one thing if you just hurt. Like, okay, if you're hurt, you're hurt. Like, we'll just deal with that. That's part of the game. But if you're actively not here. Who, who, would, you, who would you say Mayock's mentor in the NFL is? Like, the person he looks up to the most. Uh, I don't know, Rick Smith? Who does he look up uh, to the most? Belichick. I mean, he played for him. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're close friends. Uh, he just... He, I think he's been open about not it. Rick Smith. I was thinking Rick Spielman. Yeah, I mean, I bet he, I bet he fucking loves Rick Spielman. But I, Belichick, he, he, Boston College played for him with New York. They just known each other. He always at the combine. Yeah. Bill would always go in with him and Rich. Remember, he would give money to Rich's charity, Mike, and he'd talk. Well, what's Bill's number one philosophy? Never pay a guy a shitload of money that might be a headache who hasn't proven anything in your locker room. That's why. Bill always traded out of the first round back in the day before the old CBA because he never wanted a guy making like $10 million a year that hadn't proven shit. And even in free agency for a long, long period of time, he would acquire like a Randy Moss for cheap, right? He, he would never... Like the Gilmore thing was pretty out of character over the last five or six years. And it's been a perfect marriage because he became an all-pro so fast that everyone goes, well, best, second best player on our team. So it's an right. easy one. But with... With this, when you get a when you get a curveball personality, and you immediately empower him financially, and then he starts doing like to me when Mayock talked yesterday, I was like, this guy's fucking with my locker room because the team's not dumb. They, they just they all play Madden. He's the highest rated Madden player they have for a reason. He's the best player on the team, <laughs> and he's the highest paid player on the team beside the quarterback. But I mean, do they have a player? Bes- Who's their second highest paid player beside Antonio Brown non quarterbacks like Trent Brown or probably Rodney Hudson making like eight or nine? Maybe maybe Trent Brown makes like ten. They don't have many high priced guys, guy. So that fucks with your locker room, and that's kind of what Mike said. We got eighty nine. He he went right to that. We got eight, and they were practicing right behind him, just giving us everything they have. Some might not be right. good enough. Some we hope are better than they are. Whatever. We, we got all these guys are going in the right direction. That's all we can ask for. And we have this one guy who's gone rogue. We, we know that Antonio's gone rogue. Where does he? It has where does he, he or go, is he just? Where does he go? Great question. Like, does he just drive around? Because it's like, well, he's at a hotel, so he just stay in his room. Like, are they knocking on his door and he just doesn't come out? <laughs> it's a phenomenal question. Because don't, don't, wouldn't you say that's possible? He just hides in his room, or do you think he leaves? But if he leaves, like, I, where would he go? Because it kind of is in the middle hang of out nowhere. With the family. But he, but his, just hang out but his place family. in like Palo Alto, I think. That's easy. You can get to Palo Alto. Go hang with the family. They go see with the go see the boys. So you think he just drives to Apollo and Ono like four hours, you know, three hours away? It's a pretty good trek. Yeah. I mean, does he fly back to Florida? That's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Private jet's always going. I don't know, man. Again, like this is what you sign up for, even though there's no way you could have imagined this. Like you tweeted, like first of all, the, I thought the best thing you said was it's August 18th. It was, or I mean, it's not today, but when Mayock, August 18th, who had August 18th in the pool before they acquired him? Uh, Roethlisberger might have. Tomlin might have. 
Yeah, I also think when you get yourself into a situation with such a crazy man, like, it's a little bit different because it's less harmful in a way, but there, what Kevin Durant said about LeBron James, there's a drama that comes along with LeBron James that is unmatched, and I, I, I agree with that. Now, it's, it's a little less harmful, but when he wants it to become about LeBron James, it's becoming about LeBron James. He, he, creates the, he takes the story over. And I think there's a level, there's, it happens less in football because they just get rid of a guy, right? They'll just cut him, they'll trade him. This is the closest thing to T.O., and it's probably even crazier than T.O. just because social media is around now. You know, like you said, you got Drew going on all these shows. I don't even need you to go in front of your fucking, uh, you know, driveway and do sit-ups now. You just you just disappear. Like, the Raiders gave a statement, and a lot of people in the media were tweeting about this. I don't think fans quite gra- grasped. They tweeted that out. Like, that's insane. Teams do everything they can to, like, be pretty normal. Like this, they're embracing. Like we got a shit show going on, and they, they even there's like we're not even hiding from it anymore. This is a disaster, but it's such a disaster. We we and we, you know, actively acquired something that we well knew was going to be a disaster. This guy all summer long, blonde mustache, giving crazy interviews on the shop, talking mad shit about Ben, which I don't totally disagree with, but most guys don't do that. Well. But isn't this could be in the category of you know what you're acquiring, but do you really? I, I think the hardest thing here. It's hard to. No, I you mean, don't. you know what it is on paper, but until you're living it, no, you don't. Because what what was the one thing they kept saying? If you go to a Steeler practice, he's the hardest working guy there. He's the hardest working guy there. He's the hardest working guy there. Yeah, I don't think Tomlin ever complained about that. Like they, they didn't have issues with his practice habits when he was on the field. It was about everything else. Like that, that ain't his problem. Like no one ever says, you know what, Terrell Owens is out of shape. No, it's, he was in shape. Like it's. You know, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, do you think he's going to pass the gassers uh, when we show back up for training camp? Yeah, with his fucking eyes closed running backwards. So, like, shape for some of the, the big divas. They're, they're never out of shape. Like, fat guys get out of shape. Linemen get out of shape. Centers get out of shape. Fucking receivers, they're born. They're, they're cardiovascular. They can take six months off and they're good. I mean, Well, that's the thing. If, if you said, like, just give me... Give me, give me eleven guys who are talented and work their asses off. You'd be like, I'd have no problems. But there's another element. Like this guy's talented and works his ass off. I think a, a fundamental issue, if you're a Raider fan, that you just you're never going to be able to get over is the one thing that Khalil Mack brought to the team that is borderline unparalleled, maybe since like Ed Reed. Because even I mean Ray Lewis fucking went on trial for murder. Like that that happened. And you look at the defensive guys over the last twenty years. The majority of maybe Erlocker didn't really have any red flags, never was an issue. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't even put Erlocker quite on Khalil Mack's potential. Now Erlocker was pretty good, but I'd put Ed Reed the highest level of just team captain, team leader, zero issues, staple of your franchise for 15 years, and he walks into the Hall of Fame first ballot. What Khalil Mack was, and he's basically gone because it was money issues. But then you immediately acquire this. It'd be one thing if they hadn't acquired AB. Right, and they just drafted a bunch of guys. They were just going to start it from the ground up and build, but that's not what they did. That's not what they did at all because they acquired the biggest headache in the league, and they gave them huge money. Now it wasn't thirty millions different than ninety million, but and he, he, say what you want about Amari, and Amari's not the player Antonio is, obviously, and he has to get paid, and it's a little complicated. But his like he had drops, like it, that that was his issue, drops. Well, yeah, he whatever was going on with him, he was not the same player yeah so i mean that 
Now, since the Mayock thing happened, Drew Rosenhaus has been on local TV in Florida, ESPN. Drew looks good. Dude. Get up. You know what I'm saying? Skinny. He does look good. <laughs> and I don't know, as of recording this podcast, has he been on Cowherd well, I just, already I, or I not? heard Colin this morning when I flipped him on just to open a show. He's like, we'll have Drew Rosenhaus later. I'm like, of course you are. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.